0: chapter eleven of the d'artagnan romances volume two twenty years after by alexander dumas translated by william robson this LibriVox recording is in the public domain wealth does not necessarily produce happiness d'artagnan passed through the iron gate and arrived in front of the chateau he alighted as he saw a species of giant on the steps let us do justice to d'artagnan Independently of every selfish wish, his heart palpitated with joy when he saw that tall form and martial demeanor, which recalled to him a good and brave man. He ran to Porthos and threw himself into his arms. The whole body of servants, arranged in a semicircle at a respectful distance, looked on with humble curiosity. Mousqueton, at the head of them, wiped his eyes. Porthos linked his arm in that of his friend. Ah! how delightful to see you again dear friend he cried in a voice which was now changed from a baritone into a bass you've not then forgotten me forget you oh dear does one forget the happiest days of flowery youth one's dearest friends the dangers we have dared together on the contrary there is not an hour we have passed together that is not present to my memory yes yes," said porthos trying to give to his mustache a curl which it had lost while he had been alone yes we did some fine things in our time and we gave that poor cardinal a few threads to unravel and he heaved a sigh under any circumstances he resumed you are welcome my dear friend you will help me to recover my spirits tomorrow we will hunt the hare on my plain which is a superb tract of land or pursue the deer in my woods which are magnificent i have four harriers which are considered the swiftest in the country and a pack of hounds which are unequalled for twenty leagues around and porthos heaved another sigh but first interposed d'artagnan you must present me to madame de vallon a third sigh from porthos i lost madame de vallon two years ago he said and you find me still in affliction on that account that was the reason why i left my chateau de vallon near corbeil and came to my estate poor madame de vallon her temper was uncertain but she came at last to accustom herself to my little ways and understand my little wishes so you are free now and rich alas groaned porthos i am a widower and have forty thousand francs a year let us go to breakfast i shall be happy to do so the morning air has made me hungry yes said porthos my air is excellent they went into the chateau there was nothing but gilding high and low the cornices were gilt the mouldings were gilt the legs and arms of the chairs were gilt a table ready set out awaited them you see said porthos this is my usual style devil take me answered d'artagnan i wish you joy of it the king has nothing like it no answered porthos i hear it said that he is very badly fed by the cardinal monsieur de mazarin "'Taste this cutlet, my dear D'Artagnan. "'Tis off one of my sheep.' "'You have very tender mutton, and I wish you joy of it,' said D'Artagnan. "'Yes, the sheep are fed in my meadows, which are excellent pasture.' "'Give me another cutlet.' "'No, try this hare, which I had killed yesterday in one of my warrens.' "'Sounds! What a flavor!' cried D'Artagnan. "'Ah! They are fed on time, only your hairs.' "'And how do you like my wine?' asked Porthos. "'It is pleasant, isn't it?' "'Capital!' "'It is nothing, however, but a wine of the country.' "'Really?' yes a small declivity to the south yonder on my hill gives me twenty hogsheads quite a vineyard hey porthos sighed for the fifth time d'artagnan had counted his size he became curious to solve the problem well now he said it seems my dear friend that something vexes you you are ill perhaps that health which "'Excellent, my dear friend. Better than ever. "'I could kill an ox with a blow of my fist.' "'Well, then, family affairs, perhaps?' "'Family? I have happily only myself in the world to care for.' "'But what makes you sigh?' "'My dear fellow,' replied Porthos, to be candid with you i am not happy you are not happy porthos you who have chateau meadows mountains woods you who have forty thousand francs a year you are not happy my dear friend all those things i have but i am a hermit in the midst of superfluity surrounded i suppose only by clodhoppers with whom you could not associate porthos turned rather pale and drank off a large glass of wine no but just think there are paltry country squires who have all some title or another and pretend to go back as far as charlemagne or at least to Hugh capet when i first came here being the last comer it was for me to make the first advances i made them but you know my dear friend madame Du vallon porthos in pronouncing these words seemed to gulp down something madame de vallon was of doubtful gentility "'She had in her first marriage, I don't think, D'Artagnan, "'I am telling you anything new, married a lawyer. "'They thought that nauseous. "'You can understand that's a word bad enough "'to make one kill 30,000 men. "'I have killed two, which has made people hold their tongues, "'but has not made me their friend, "'so that I have no society. "'I live alone.' i am sick of it my mind preys on itself d'artagnan smiled he now saw where the breastplate was weak and prepared the blow but now he said that you are a widower your wife's connection cannot injure you yes but understand me not being of a race of historic fame like the dees or Sees, who were content to be plain sirs or the rohans who didn't wish to be dukes all these people who are all either vicomps or comtes go before me at church in all the ceremonies and i can say nothing to them ah if i were only a-a baron don't you mean cried d'artagnan finishing his friend's sentence ah cried porthos would i were but a baron well my friend i come to give you this very title which you wish for so much porthos gave a start that shook the room two or three bottles fell and were broken mousqueton ran thither hearing the noise porthos waved his hand to mousqueton to pick up the bottles I am glad to see, said D'Artagnan, that you have still that honest lad with you! He is my steward, replied Porthos, he will never leave me, go away now, Mouston! So he's called Mouston, thought D'Artagnan, tis too long a word to pronounce Mousqueton! Well, he said aloud let us resume our conversation later your people may suspect something Uh, there may be spies about you can suppose porthos that what i have to say relates to most important matters devil take them let us walk in the park answered porthos for the sake of digestion egad said d'artagnan The park is like everything else, and there are as many fish in your pond as rabbits in your warren. You are a happy man, my friend, since you have not only retained your love of the chase, but acquired that of fishing." "'My friend,' replied Porthos, "'I leave fishing to Mousqueton. It is a vulgar pleasure, but I shoot sometimes, that is to say, when I am dull and I sit on one of those marble seats, have my gun brought to me, my favorite dog, and I shoot rabbits. Really? How very amusing. Yes, replied Porthos with a sigh. It is amusing. D'Artagnan now no longer counted the sighs. They were innumerable. However, what had you to say to me? he resumed, let us return to that subject. With pleasure, replied D'Artagnan. I must, however, first frankly tell you that you must change your mode of life. How? Go into harness again, gird on your sword, run after adventures, and leave, as in old times, a little of your fat on the roadside. Ah, hang it, said porthos i see you are spoiled dear friend you are corpulent your arm has no longer that movement of which the late cardinal's guards have so many proofs ah my fist is strong enough i swear cried porthos extending a hand like a shoulder of mutton so much the better are we then to go to war by my troth yes against whom are you a politician friend not in the least are you for mazarin or for the princes i am for no one that is to say you are for us well i tell you that i come to you from the cardinal this speech was heard by porthos in the same sense as if it had still been in the year sixteen forty and related to the true cardinal oh oh what are the wishes of his eminence he wishes to have you in his service and who spoke to him of me rochefort you remember him yes it was he who gave us so much trouble and kept us on the road so much you gave him three sword wounds in three separate engagements but you know he is now our friend no i didn't know that so he cherishes no resentment you are mistaken porthos said d'artagnan it is i who cherish no resentment Porthos didn't understand any too clearly, but then we know that understanding was not his strong point. "'You say, then,' he continued, "'that the Count de Rochefort spoke of me to the cardinal?' "'Yes, and the Queen, too.' "'The Queen, do you say?' To inspire us with confidence, she has even placed in Mazarin's hand that famous diamond. You remember all about it, that I once sold to Monsieur de Sazat, and of which I don't know how she has regained possession. But it seems to me, said Porthos, that she would have done much better if she had given it back to you. So I think— replied d'artagnan but kings and queens are strange beings and have odd fancies nevertheless since they are the ones who have riches and honors we are devoted to them yes we are devoted to them repeated porthos and you to whom are you devoted now to the king the queen and to the cardinal moreover i have answered for your devotion also and you say that you have made certain conditions on my behalf (laughs) magnificent my dear fellow magnificent in the first place you have plenty of money haven't you a forty thousand franc income i think you said porthos began to be suspicious "Eh, my friend said he one never has too much money madame de vallon left things in much disorder i am not much of a hand at figures so that i live almost from hand to mouth he is afraid i have come to borrow money thought d'artagnan ah my friend said he it is all the better if you are in difficulties how is it all the better yes for his eminence will give you all that you want Land, money, and titles. Ah, 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 said Porthos, opening his eyes at that last word. Under the other cardinal, continued d'Artagnan, we didn't know enough to make our profits. This, however, doesn't concern you with your forty thousand franc income. The happiest man in the world, it seems to me. Porthos sighed at the same time continued d'artagnan notwithstanding your forty thousand francs a year and perhaps even for the very reason that you have forty thousand francs a year it seems to me that a little coronet would do well on your carriage eh yes indeed said porthos well my dear friend win it it is at the point of your sword We shall not interfere with each other. Your object is title, mine, money. If I can get enough to rebuild Artagnan, which my ancestors, impoverished by the Crusades, allowed to fall into ruins, and to buy thirty acres of land about it, that is all I wish. I shall retire and die tranquilly. At home. For my part, said Porthos, I desire to be made a baron you shall be one and have you not seen any of our other friends yes i have seen aramis and what does he wish to be a bishop aramis answered d'artagnan who did not wish to undeceive porthos aramis fancy has become a monk and a jesuit and lives like a bear my offers did not arouse him did not even tempt him so much the worse he was a clever man and athos i have not yet seen him do you know where i shall find him near blois he is called bragelonne only imagine my dear friend athos who was of as high birth as the emperor and who inherits one estate which gives him the title of comte what is he to do with all those dignities the comte de la fere comte de bragelonne and he has no children with all these titles ah said porthos i have heard that he had adopted a young man who resembles him greatly what athos or athos who was as virtuous as scipio have you seen him no well i shall see him tomorrow and tell him about you but i'm afraid entre nous that his liking for wine has aged and degraded him yes he used to drink a great deal replied porthos "'And then he was older than any of us,' added d'Artagnan. "'Some years only. "'His gravity made him look older than he was.' "'Well, then if we can get Athos, all will be well. "'If we cannot, we will do without him. "'We, too, are worth a dozen.' "'Yes,' said Porthos, smiling at the remembrance of his former exploits. "'But we four—' altogether would be equal to thirty-six more especially as you say the work will not be child's play will it last long by a lady two or three years perhaps so much the better cried porthos you have no idea my friend how my bones ache since i came here sometimes on a sunday i take a ride in the fields and on the property of my neighbors in order to pick up a nice little quarrel which i am really in want of but nothing happens either they respect or they fear me which is more likely but they let me trample down the clover with my dogs insult and obstruct every one and i come back still more weary and low spirited that's all at any rate tell me there's more chance of fighting in paris is there not in that respect my dear friend it's delightful no more edicts no more of the cardinal's guards no more de jussacs nor other bloodhounds egad underneath a lamp in an inn anywhere they ask are you one of the fronde they unsheath and that's all that is said "'The Duc de Guise killed Monsieur de Coligny in the Place Royale, "'and nothing was said of it.' "'Oh, things go on gaily, then,' said Porthos. "'Besides, which in a short time,' resumed D'Artagnan, "'we shall have set battles, cannonades, conflagrations, "'and there will be great variety.' "'Well, then, I decide.' i have your word then yes tis given i shall fight heart and soul for mazarin but 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 he must make me a baron Zounds! said d'artagnan that's settled already i will be responsible for the barony on this promise being given Porthos, who had never doubted his friend's assurance, turned back with him toward the castle. End of chapter eleven. Recording by john Van Stan. Savannah, Georgia.